This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning, Tallahassee, 11.30 a.m., 94.1, Wave 94. You are here this morning and escape to heaven. That's who we are, Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And I know that life is so unpredictable in some ways. We don't know if it's a good day, bad day. All we know is we woke up. I'm here to tell you that no matter what kind of day you think you're having, you should have one thing, one goal on your mind to be fruitful and multiply. And you say, well, why? Well, it's consistent with the Creator. When He created us in the realm of the Spirit, He blessed mankind. I I can prove it. It's in the Bible, and I know I'm going right into the subject matter, but God wants your life to be full of fruitfulness. He has given us 70 to 80 years, maybe 120 years to be fruitful. So don't get so depressed and so bogged down with what you're going through. Instead, live and be happy. I think that's the best way to move forward. Uh, But here in Genesis, I'm thinking I can find it right where he he made mankind. And um, he said, let us make man. Yeah, here it is. Genesis 1, 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And I love all those words. But one word stand out even more than fruitful and multiply. And I always questioned it. And I'm sure you have as well. And he says, replenish. I'm like, wait a minute. That means put something there because something was already there before. And so if I take that one word and apply it to our lives, your life, my life, I would say that wherever we appear and we walk in that environment, we have a responsibility naturally as believers to conform to what God's original intent was for mankind. And that is to be fruitful, multiply, subdue, (laughs) replenish, and have dominion. 
All right. What an assignment. And and it has nothing to do with, are you well today? Are you happy today? Uh, none of that. It's just simply what we are here to do. In order for us to do that, as we get older, you know, like me, you may dye your hair black, like often. But the word of God in Proverbs, it says the silver head head is a crown of glory if it is found in the way of righteousness. Phillips, the fourth chapter, <clears throat> verses four to nine says, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So let gentleness, your gentleness be known unto all men because the Lord is at hand. So don't worry. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Amen. So we are commanded or it's, it's stated in the Bible to think about good things. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, and are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, then we're to meditate on these things. So this way, the God of peace will remain with us. Amen. We are living in a time that if you turn the radio on or you read the news or the social media, uh, it's endless with things that will make you worry and be concerned. But that goes against what our father has said for us to do. He said, don't worry. Um, he gives us an assurance in Philippians, the first chapter, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So you will be filled with fruits of righteousness, okay, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. In Colossians, the first chapter, it says, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of truth in the gospel, you will bring forth fruit. And that's knowing the grace of God in truth. And again, this is through Jesus Christ. You know, over in John, the first chapter, it says, in the beginning, was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word was God. As a matter of fact, let me just read it, that's so good. And one thing about the Word, the Word became flesh, and that He dwelt among its own, and they did not know Him. But I'll read it. Okay, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now, here's what's critical. In him, meaning the word, was life, L-I-F-E. And the life was the light 
of men. Okay. So inside each of us, there's a spark of light. And that light reconciles us, has the capacity to reconcile us back to the Father. No matter what state we're in, whether you have fallen away or you never found Jesus or you're a backslider or you're partially in, whatever, if you are born, then the Bible says that there is a light inside of you, which is the life of the word of God. Amen. God has a supreme revelation over there in Hebrews, the first chapter, because in these last days, he's speaking to us by his son. So Jesus is the son of God. He's the Messiah. And God has appointed him heir of all things through whom also he made the world's. Who bring, who being the brightness of God glory and the express image of God, upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself, Jesus by himself purged our sins. And for those that don't know when did he purge our sins, it was at Calvary. So when he was crucified and the blood and water poured out of him, when that soldier pierced his side, and also when he said those words, it is done, okay? We were then purged by his blood because he stood in substitution for us because we should have died. We should die now for the sins that we have committed against the creator. But by substitution, Jesus stepped in our place and he died for us. Okay. And if you have faith in the fact that something so insane, something that we could never imagine has in fact already occurred then by faith, you are saved. Hmm. After he purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, the ancient of days, the creator, the supreme being, <laughs> having become so much more than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. So you also, by faith, have an inheritance. So we must go through all our trials and tribulations in order to become the destiny spoken over our lives by the Creator, by the Father, by the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Angels are sent to help us. Are they not all ministering spirits? set forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation. So we thank God for the angels, but we can't help wondering about Jesus. Who is he? Well, Colossians 1 already tells us that he is the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn over all creations, for by him all things were created, that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible 
and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities. It doesn't matter what type of being it is. They were created by him. All things, all powers were created through him and for him. Jesus is before the word. He is before all things. And in him, all things consist. He is the head. This is Jesus. He's the head of the body, which is the church. He's the beginning. He's the firstborn from the dead. That in all things, life and death, he may have preeminence. Revelation 1 says that Jesus Christ is the faithful servant, the firstborn from the dead, the ruler over the kings of the earth to him who loved us, right? And washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his father, God the Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Jesus says over in Revelations that I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. Amen. You know, you and I are reconciled to the Father, but only through Jesus Christ. And let's talk about that. In case you don't know, you're listening to Escape to Heaven. Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. So reconciliation means that naturally we are separated from God the Father. How he created us, we're separated by our sins, our iniquities. His arm is not too long that he can't reach us. His ear can hear us. So in order for us to be one again with the Father, we have to go through the pathway that God the Father himself created, and that is his Son, Jesus Christ. Colossians 1 says, For it pleased the Father that in him, Jesus, all fullness should dwell, and by him, Jesus, reconcile all things to God, whether things on earth or in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. So Jesus became a sacrifice. And God the Father is saying that he received the sacrifice that was made. The blood of the lamb before the foundation of the world, that blood, the DNA in that blood was received by God the Father, the creator, as the sacrifice for all of mankind. So that means that you and I, who were once alienated and enemies in our mind by our wicked works, now God will receive us. Why? Because we have been reconciled. You can be reconciled by the blood of Jesus. Okay? Through death to present us holy, blameless, and above reproach. So now when God looks at us, especially those I'm speaking particularly 
of those who have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior by faith. So now when God looks at us, he doesn't see our, our faults, our wickedness, our defeat. He doesn't see that. Instead, he sees us as holy and blameless. You know, once we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have life inside of us. So Psalms 118 lets us know that we will live. Why? Because the right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. So I shall not die, but I shall live and declare the works of the Lord. I will testify about the things that God has done in my life. You must do the same. You must proclaim the goodness of the Lord. So at some point, your body will cease to exist. But your spirit and your soul, well, that's that's eternal. That's the eternal part of you. You are a triune-natured being. There are three of you. And your spirit and soul will continue beyond the lifespan of your body. So you should choose today. You should choose life. That means choose the word, choose Jesus, because in him is life. Amen. Jesus lives and so can you. In Romans, the six chapters, it says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And the answer is certainly not. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also shall walk in newness of life and the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with Jesus, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, died, he dies no more. So that means death no longer has dominion, okay, over Jesus. Matter of fact, Jesus went and took the keys. <laughs> so death does not have dominion over Jesus. Death does not have dominion over you. So now being set free from sin, you are now slaves, if you must be slaves, of the creator of righteousness. So you will produce fruit, okay? Because you are designed to produce fruit. Huh? But your fruit will be unto holiness and therefore unto everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So when you think about it, we were all created in the image of God. We were all blessed. And uh, we were blessed to be fruitful. So if you decide 
that you are not going to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and that you have figured out another way for your life, well, you still will be fruitful, but your fruitfulness will not be unto holiness and uh, your everlasting life will be everlasting damnation. So again, it's like God did with um, the Israelites. He said, heaven and earth will stand. He told heaven and earth, stand here and look at me and the Israelites. And he said, choose ye this day, life or death. Because I've, I've offered to you life, but you must choose. And so you and I have to do the same thing. We have to choose. And when you think about it, who is the owner of death? <laughs> Jesus said, I am the first and last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. I have the keys of Hades, which we know is hell, and of death. If he have the keys of death, that means he's also, he's the owner of death. So when you choose, right? If you choose life, you, you, you go to heaven, you experience heavenly existence, you're reconciled back with the Father, the Ancient of Days, you're reconciled with Jesus, you have everlasting life with no tears, no sorrow. And if you decide, well, I'm not going to choose that, and by default, you choose death, well... You know, Jesus still owns death, but you won't experience all that good stuff with him. You will instead experience the hell that he created for the fallen angels, for, for Lucifer, who became Satan, and for those 200 angels that had intimacy with women on earth and created giants and nephiliums and and destroyed the earth in essence and was the impetus for why we had the flood, for why Noah and his seven family members became the eight persons that recreated, replenished the earth that we're living upon at this moment. So you don't have to choose life. You can choose death. But when you awaken after your body, your flesh, cease to function, and you take that first breath that puts you in eternity, in immortality. The Word of God says that some will awaken to everlasting life, but some awaken to everlasting damnation. You see, I'm, I'm speaking to you today because I'm saying decide to trust the Lord. Psalms 9, it says, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Psalms 18 says, as for God, his way is perfect. 
The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. Psalms 28, it says, The Lord is my strength and my shield, my hard trust in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song, I will praise the Lord. If you hold on and have faith in God and be thankful, Psalms 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. By you trusting in the Lord, you will become an overcomer. And you say, well, what is an overcomer? In Revelations, it explains it. An overcomer actually receives the fullness of the promises of Jesus. Oh, my. Revelation, the second chapter says, to him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the middle of the paradise of God. Now, I, I guess now I just heard something. So to be an overcomer means that the original intent of God, as he designed us when he blessed us, is fulfilled. Amen. The thought that the Lord had when he said, let us make man in our image and, and Adam was made and Eve was inside of Adam. An overcomer literally experienced those, that destiny that Adam and Eve turned away from unknowingly by the trickery of Satan. Wow, we are indeed blessed. The mother of all living beings, Eve, did not know what they were giving up. But through Jesus Christ, not only will Adam and Eve experience eating from the tree of life, but so can you as an overcomer. It says to overcome, to him who overcomes, I will give of the hidden manna to eat. I will give him a white stone and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. What, what a destiny. I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to know that there are saints of God. There's mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles and preachers and apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers that are praying for you and you don't even know it. There are angels that God have assigned to protect you 
And when you stumble and fall and make all these horrible decisions away from God, they are always there, like pushing you back to the Father. Holy Spirit is here comforting us and leading us and guiding us. And over in Colossians, it talks about how we are praying that you, believer, you in radio land, you who've never heard the words of God before, you who are ready to commit suicide, you who are at your wit's end, you who do not believe that there's any good thing left in life, you who think that your season has ended and why are you still breathing? I want you to know that we are praying, I am praying that you will be filled with the knowledge of God's will for your life and all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy by faith, not by what you do, by your lack of understanding and your lack of revelation, but by your faith that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the power of God, that you will walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful, there's that word again, in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. You know, we go through things. We go through drugs, you know, addiction, sadness, despair, you know, abortions leave you empty and feeling like there's nothing inside of you. Women, we were created to bring forth life. And so when we abort children, we are not bringing forth life. We are causing death. And it it harms us. It destroys our mental well-being and our soul. But I'm here to tell you that God's power is greater than all of the terrible things that we have done. And his power will pull us out of darkness. His patience and his long suffering will bring joy to our lives. Amen. So I'm giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partners and partakers of the inheritance of the saints that are already in the light. Amen. The saints of God that are already walking in the kingdom of light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our sins. So forgive yourself, forgive all those Practice love, kindness to those who help you, gentleness, peace, and do good works because that's fruitfulness. Receive the Holy Spirit and eternal life with our Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. I love you, but God loves you so much more. God bless. See you love one